everyone, how's it going? We are one week out from the NFL draft. We're live. We are on the interweb, Twitter, YouTube. We're both, you know, non-verified now, Jeff. Just not important anymore. Uh, don't, know, don't know what we're going to say, don't know what we're going to do here. Delighted, Jeff, uh, to be joining you again as we, uh, hard to believe, man, seven days away from uh, not just you know, 30, well, 31 men this year's lives changing on that first night, but potentially seeing future Hall of Famers and who knows, a couple of shocks or two as well. I'm sure we'll see some shocks, but hey, are, is, are you validated by a blue tick? I'm joking, Jeff. Come I'm on, joking. Man. I'm joking. Come on, man. <laughs> We've been crying all day, Jeff, hey, haven't hey. we? What's going to be your biggest surprise on draft day? What do you think? I actually, I'm glad you started the show off with this because I literally got up this morning, well, last night, your time, got up this morning and I tweeted out basically saying, folks, one week away, what do you think your shocker will be? It's not even the shocker. I just think a team that doesn't have a pick in the first round uh, will, will trade up like the Niners, the Broncos. I think something crazy is going to happen. Um but obviously jeff this is a dual podcast it's pro football Ireland, jeff reinbold show uh for people listening to your you know lovely soothing tones in hawaii jeff 7 p.m on sunday ireland uk time 8 p.m europe 8 a.m hawaii 2 p.m eastern 11 a.m pacific 1 p.m central I, i've i think i've got every time zone knocked off here People's draft. Uh, how are you getting on with getting all the picks and just editing everything? Are you doing good? I, hey, man, you're, you're asking rhetorical <laughs> questions. You know we're going to be ready, and you know it's going to be big. It's going to be larger than ever. We, uh, I, I have a, There's all kinds of rumors floating around about it. Uh, but you, you know this. Once the people's draft is over, the rest of it's just details, baby, because the people <laughs> will speak on Sunday. The people will speak on Sunday. If you want to get... Mike, let, let's explain, and I think you, you, you should do it. Explain exactly what the people's draft is and who actually makes the picks and all of that. Unfortunately, for people watching this for the first time or listening to this on the podcast, it's not a beer, as much as I wish it was. I'll probably need one by that point. Um, it's it's basically... It's, it's the people, it's the fans um, in the UK, in Ireland, in Europe given their pick for their team so I, I i would lie and say i'm randomly picking people like i'm trying to get people that are you know obviously very um active on social media about their team very passionate about their team we've been very fortunate and i'd like to obviously even take this opportunity now to publicly thank a lot of groups uh, for taking part this year because i know it's not easy because jeff a lot of people argue over picks in fan groups and stuff so it's a big deal for a lot of people um, and basically yeah they, they they make their pick the, the one thing that there is and this is something that i did say last year we could probably do stipulation wise there's no trades uh, jeff i i can't start this there was one team and i'll call them out right now the uk bills were joking can we trade down or tra- i can't remember what it was but uh, i was like no um Maybe next year, but it, it it's good crack, especially because Jeff, folks, hand to God, Jeff doesn't have a clue what's going to happen. So it's going to be a bit of a laugh. And um, a lot of UK fans, a few Irish ones as well, Jeff. I think some of the lads you haven't seen before. So I think you'll enjoy it. And uh, it's, it's definitely going to be a good night. Seven o'clock. And a big shout out to everyone that's watching this. There's nearly 200 people 
watching this live so maybe we should have lost our blue text a long time ago jeff um <laughs> i don't know but jeff here just just before we start off because i, I want right. to start off with one non-draft thing yeah. last week you were talking about quarterback height uh and this blue i don't know if you've seen this this blew up it's got like i think it's got like two or three thousand views on tiktok it's flying on instagram there's people talking about it debating about it on instagram uh somebody from Talksport messaged me either agreeing with you or not agreeing with you about the quarterback a lot of people um it, people are really interested in that discussion and that's why this time of the year is such a such a good time of the year like so much debate and discussion yeah, I mean, it's good. That's what the NFL wants. That's what we want. We want to be able to talk about our teams, talk about the players, talk about all the issues, all the questions, all of it, the whole process of the draft. And, I, was, you know, again, it's interesting because there were a lot of people on, on Twitter that came back and said, well, well, you know, why do you say that? And, that, uh, and I just I believe it. Right. I've been on the field with too many guys that weren't, quote, didn't meet the measurements. Now, again. I want to under. I want people to understand what I'm saying. Doug Flutie, in 1991, passed for over 6,300 yards for us. Right, most ever thrown by anybody in pro football in one season. He, Doug Flutie, is five nine. Okay, and what that season and his subsequent seasons in Calgary and Toronto did was catapulted him back to the National Football League, where they eventually just said the guy's too good. We got to give him a chance. And he was able to have success in Buffalo and later in San Diego. And that's what I'm saying. He was thrown away by the league. I mean, um, you know, the, Jim McMahon referred to him as Dick as midget. And I mean, there was so much negative stuff. But that's what happens when you're an outlier, when you don't measure up to the quote to the profiles. But when you look at Bryce Young, and it was Bryce Young we were talking about, when you look at Bryce Young and you watch him play, there's nothing that you can say that it does he have enough arm strength? Yes. Does he make good decisions? Yes. Can he create outside the pocket? Yes. Right. Is there concern because of his size? In my opinion, not because not that he can't make the throws, can't do what a quarterback needs to do, especially in today's NFL. It's more you know, the same issue that I had with Tua when Tua was coming out. Is he going to be able to handle the punishment, right? Because he is not big. He, he You know, again, that's just the reality. But to say he's not the best player, best quarterback in the draft because he's 5'11", or whatever he measured in at, and not 6'4", I think is silly. You talked about Tua there. Let's talk about a couple of Twitter discussions can i just say i know people are listening back to this in the podcast there's a huge amount of people watching this on twitter probably the biggest ever there's 300 people watching this at the minute if you have any questions go to youtube type in pro football ireland or jeff reinbold and get onto the chat and i can put the questions on the screen or tweet us at jeff reinbold or at michael underscore nfl and we will get straight through to you as soon as possible jeff niners feeling or niners are getting calls for trey lance I know this news is a couple of days old at this point. It's the first time that we've like talked about this, whether it's on FaceTime, text message, or whatever. Um, I I find it very, very hard to believe when you give up so much capital for a guy, so you know, so short of a time ago, um, that you would even enter, that you would even entertain that, especially the Jimmy G's out now as well. It's just difficult to see how that would even be a possibility, isn't it? Well, I think you know, Michael. 
think about it this way, right? We don't know how Brock Purdy's surgery went. We don't know. We didn't see the doctor's reports. We don't have the player in the training room. We don't have all of the information that the 49ers certainly do, right? We also don't know about how they feel in that building, you know, about their quarterback situation. So for us to speculate about, well, you know, they, they gave up so much to get it. Listen, if you use those kinds of, if you use those kinds of uh, logic, that kind of logic to keep a guy or not keep a guy, you're make, you're going to, you're going to make some bad, bad choices because when you find out and you truly believe that a guy either can or can't, right, then you got to go with your feeling. It's the same thing that Howie Rossman on the other side of the coin, there was no need for him to, to give Fields that big contract. I think it was really smart because they, he's their guy. They've anointed him. He's their guy. He's, he's not going to be cheaper in three years. The cap ain't going down, right? So I think it's a great deal the same thing's true when we look the other way and you know we don't know how they feel about their quarterback room right if they don't feel if they don't feel they have one then they got to do everything they can to get one if they don't feel that that uh whoever it is is ready to play you have a responsibility to your football team to put the best players on the roster that you can not keep guys on the roster to justify a mistake, right? And that's that has happened too often in too many organizations that don't win. If a guy can't play, he can't play, right? I'm going to tell you something. One of the best things that NFL Europe did, Michael, was back in the day, you found out about guys that, you know, it, it was like the final resting place for some careers, right? You know, you think about a guy like uh, Andre Ware, right? was drafted real high by the Lions, I think, in the second round. You know, they because he was a run-and-shoot quarterback out of the University of Houston. You know, then it didn't work for him in Detroit, and they ended up he ended up being in NFL Europe and wasn't able to make it in NFL Europe. Um, you know, the, there was a first-rounder, I think, a quarterback, Achille um, Smith, I think was his name, from the Bengals that came to NFL Europe and couldn't play in NFL Europe. Danny Werfel was a Heisman Trophy winner at Florida and, you know, was a journeyman NFL guy. On the other hand, Kurt Warner got a chance and proved he could play. So as soon as you, you find out a guy can't play, you got to get rid of him or try and get, you know, and I'm sure they're going to try and get something back. If, they, if they're going to move a guy, they're going to try and get something back for it. You know, but, you know, People, uh, people read the tea leaves. They know if you don't, if, if you've given up on a guy, and you're not going to get much back. I think there's going to be some of that's going to happen here between now and when we actually do the, the, you know, the draft show, um, the night of the draft with you guys. Are Are you giving away the big surprise next week already that you're doing the draft show? I'm, I hope I, I'll, you know, <laughs> I just think that that's going to be so much fun to be live with you at the, doing the draft and really get a chance to talk about these guys as the picks come in who the surprises are you know because we've studied this draft very closely like we do every year right and we know these players and i think it's going to be fascinating to watch how it unfolds it always is it's the best drama on television 
absolutely and you know jeff i i'll say this just myself definitely appreciate um you coming on during draft night and that's something that we'll probably properly announce social media next week but that is the plan at the moment folks we are going to be live from around 11 50 next week in the in the evening uh get to your leather get to your bed like i, I like i'm getting in I'm going straight to bed and I'm up at 11, Jeff. That is the plan, right? And we're going to power through. The one difference for me this year, and I've said this to you, uh, we're not going to go the whole draft. We're going to be 3 a.m., which is like, what, 7 in the morning for Jeff? I don't even know anymore what the time difference is. But we will go until um, until that time comes. But Jeff, obviously very, very excited to have that. And let's uh, let's let's stick on the one thing. I, I don't want to go too much into Trey Lance. It's interesting for me, you look at certain teams, the Titans, the Bucks. I know the Bucks have brought in Baker Mayfield. There are teams there that could be playing around if he does become available. Uh, even the Vikings looking for a backup potentially to try and uh, sit for a year or so. It's it's intriguing. Do you think by this time next week, so we are sitting um, two to three hours out from the start of the first round of the draft, right? Do you think that Aaron Rodgers is a member of the Green Bay Packers by the end of next Thursday night. What's going to happen with Aaron Rodgers, mate? It's like the million dollar question. Well, it is a million dollar question, and it's a hard one because, you know, both the Jets and the Packers are under the gun on this deal. And uh, the longer it goes, the more juice Aaron Rodgers has. He's just going to sit back and, and play it out how it plays it out. You got to know that the Packers really, you know, they, it, they've cut ties. Now, they may have to take him back if they can't get to a deal, but that's going to be incredibly, you know, incredibly uncomfortable. You know, the same thing's true for Joe Douglas and the Jets because, you know, he, he's come out publicly and said he's going to be here. So he's backed himself into a corner that he can't get out of now, and that's not a good place to negotiate from. So it, it's really an interesting, you know, game of what we call chicken where – Chicken. Two guys in two cars run, run at each other just like this and wait to see who's going to, you know, veer off at the end. And if nobody veers off, it's a train wreck and, and, and again, a car wreck rather. And, you know, we'll see what happens with it because it is it has the makings of that kind of a deal. That's the kind of stuff, Mike, that the draft draft day will be fascinating. Who's going to be the Aaron Rodgers? Who's going to be the guy in the green room that, that slips and all of a sudden he's sitting in there all alone? with the camera in his face, right? Is that going to happen again? What big draft day trades are we going to see? Like you talked about, are the Broncos going to trade back in? You know, who's going to move up to get a quarterback? It's really interesting. You know, you look at the guy that you had on that little uh, clip that you said about the draft, you know, Mm. Hendon Hooker, the quarterback from Tennessee. He seems to have gotten at least – you know, and this is the lying. This is the lying time right now, right? Everybody lies right now, but there <laughs> seems to be a tremendous amount of traction that that kid has picked up. Again, you're talking about a guy with a with a knee injury, didn't you know, coming off a of surgery, right? You know, it is it is going to be fascinating to see how this how this thing goes. Right, let's jump into some draft questions first off, right? And right. then we'll then we'll talk about our own draft. I want to try and keep our, you know, you know, your your expert knowledge and my, you know, 
don't watch college football as much on the Saturday because my wife would literally divorce me. But my sort of knowledge in that sense, catching up in the in the early depths of the off season. A uh, few questions came in today. Really, thanks you know to everyone that you know people still interacting Jeff during the off season and people still seeing your tweets even though you're not famous anymore on Twitter. I'm joking. Simon <laughs> Kennedy from Dublin uh, is saying if the Jets take an offensive tackle, should they get a spot ahead of Beckton. Uh, it want Beckton to play so bad, but how do the options weigh up against them? And that sort of, I guess, you know, goes into the, what, what we just talked about. Because if they go for Rodgers on draft night and that trade is done, their genuine availability of options on the Friday and on the Thursday also as well, sorry, is going to be limited. And they may find themselves struggling to get an offensive tackle at some point in that draft. Yeah, and I, I you know, offensive tackle makes sense to me for the Jets, right? And I think you look at this group of tackles and it's deep and there, I think there's some really, really high level players. And so I would not be surprised if that's the way they go. Look at Joe Douglas's track record as a guy who drafts. He loves offensive linemen. He loves to build his team from the, you know, the big guys out it would make a tremendous amount of sense to me. Now, on Metcalf Becton, and this is what we just talked about, right? He had a good first half of his rookie year, and he struggled since with injuries and weight issues and all this stuff that were red flags when he was coming out, right? Because he had there were concerns about his weight. They didn't even know if he was – they thought he might be 400 pounds, right? Well, he might have got to 400 pounds, but – Everything that I've seen, the kid's in sh- better shape than he's been ever in his NFL career because he knows his NFL career is at risk. And there's nothing like a little insecure job insecurity to motivate a guy to work. Now, the question is, and this is something that Joe Douglas and, and the Jets organization is going to have to come to terms with, do we hang our hat on this guy for the future and draft some at another position because the Jets still have needs. I mean, everybody, yes, they are much, much improved, but they still have other needs. Or do you say, you know, we're going to go with him or we're going to, you know, trade him or whatever they do and take the best tackle in this draft, which they may have access to, because it's going to be interesting to see the way these early picks fall. Is there going to be a run on quarterbacks? What happens when the first tight end goes off the board? There's a deep cornerback pool, so maybe teams will wait to the second round to take a corner if they need a corner. It's all gonna it's all gonna hinge on how the early part of the draft goes. The first ten picks will set the tone for the draft. Big shout out to Luke Walsh who is watching this live right now, and big thanks to everyone watching live and also listening to the podcast on Pro Football Ireland and. If you search the Jeff Reinbold Show, Jeff has got so many draft podcasts out. It's mad. The Pro Football Ireland College lads have got a massive amount of podcasts out as well. You've got everything you need uh, ahead of next Thursday night. We're live from 11.50pm Ireland time for the NFL draft. First round going all the way through. Uh, I would speculate that if something is going to happen with the big man, with Aaron Rodgers, that we get that around 12, 31 o'clock before it all starts to kick off, before it all starts to tip off also. Um, right, James Haggerty is saying, 
Will the Bears, I'm presuming he means the Chicago Bears, Jeffrey, uh, trade back from nine or get protection for QB1? I mean, like, look, Justin Fields needs as much protection as he can get. He's like, he needs like one of those Gillette razors that protects you from getting cut. This guy, like, they need to build around him and they have to get somebody high up, Jeff, surely, if they're going to progress this season. Yeah, I, I I agree with you, Michael. I think they need an offensive lineman. They've got to protect that, you know, Justin Fields, a guy that they have put so much stock in. They've worked they've worked hard to improve around him. They still have to help him. You know, you can never have enough skilled players. But in the final analysis, if you can't protect him, even as good as he is with his legs outside the pocket, you gotta you gotta do do better. They gotta run the ball better. They gotta take some of that pressure off of him. The guy that I think, you know, like I got a sentimental favorite for the Bears, and that's the Skronsky kid from Northwestern. Northwestern, the yeah. The offensive lineman. He's a really, really good player. Now, will he be a better guard, a better tackling in the pros? We'll see. But when you watch his tape, Michael, even when he had to play tackle, which he had to most of his time at Northwestern, although he's probably a more natural guard, he is outstanding. He's a great technician. He's tough. He's got great balance. He's strong. Um, I don't know if he's a left tackle in the NFL, but I certainly think he's a good player and will be a good pro. And he's a local kid. He's a Chicago kid who played at, at Northwestern, which is a Chicago school. It's just a, you know, to me, it's a, you know, amazing story. It's like Dick Butkus who grew up and went to, you know, vocational high school in Chicago, went to the University of Illinois and then came back home to play for the Bears. For his entire playing career, he never played outside of, you know, for a team outside of the state of Illinois. I mean, that's, those are amazing stories and I love to see it. I'd love to see the same thing happen with Skronsky. Let's let's hope that happens. I mean, I think for anyone that's not aware, uh, Northwestern played in Dublin last year for the College Football Classic Series and I had the chance to go up to their uh, I can't remember the fit. Is it Ryan Field? They want to say like their, their facilities. And Jeff, you're, you're spot on. It's it's a 25 minute drive from from downtown Chicago. So for Skoronsky to to be able to stay there, I I think that's half the battle with guys like that. Like I mean, that that's probably a dream for him to you know potentially play for a hometown team, a team that he supports as well. So um, that'll be a really interesting move in a really evolving division as well because who knows what's going to be happening with different teams like the Packers at that point in the night I'm really intrigued to see what the Lions are going to do we'll try and talk about the Lions in a bit I've got a question here from John about the Steelers Jeffrey mm. who should the Steelers draft at 17 and well I think that yeah they've got the 32nd but that's going to be on day two because the Dolphins haven't got to pick big sorry to Henry Hodgson and Neil Reynolds if you're watching this lads uh, could be an interesting night next Thursday night unless unless they trade up, Jeff. Um, do you expect Pickett to take a big step forward in year two? But is there anyone that you see at that 17th position, Jeff, that the Steelers should go for? Or do you think, you know, they're a very they can be prudent sometimes in what they do? Do you think there could be value for them even going back a bit? I think they're very smart with what they do. They they as much as you know, we talk about New England always drafting to a pro and and the Ravens draft into a profile. I think the Steelers do the same thing. Um, it it was John, right? Call ask during the question. It's a great question, John. Let me let me start with uh, Pickett, right? That last year at this time, what was everybody talking about with Kenny Pickett? 
right? What was the thing? What was the only thing that anybody wanted to talk about? How freaking big his hands were, right? <laughs> How big his hands were. Now, instead of watching the tape, and I know they watched the tape, but instead of focusing on what they saw on tape, take the Clemson game out. And you'd take him off that play, off the, how he played against Clemson, which is a great football team. It's got great defensive players. And he got pit past Clemson. I mean, but because his hands were, quote, too small, right? That's all they wanted to talk about. And the Steelers did a great job of not listening to all that noise and keeping a Pittsburgh kid in Pittsburgh. And I think he's going to be a really fine pro. I think I do think he's going to take a step because I think the offense will be better again in the second year with a new coordinator. And I also think that they're going to get better. Their offensive line is improving. You went out and got Isaac Sayamalu from Philadelphia, who is an outstanding guard, right? Um, you know, they got the Herbig kid in from Philadelphia. They, they've got some guys. They're going to be better. I, I think the Steelers will stay to the Steeler um, formula, right? If you look at, they draft really well defensive linemen. They draft really well, uh, or they need to draft really well still on the offensive side of the football um, in the offensive line. They've got a great running back. And I think if I was them, I would go big guy with the first one. And because it's a deep corner class with that second one, I go get one of those good corners that should still be around in the, in, you know, with the 30 second pick. There's a kid out of Maryland that loves to play press man to man. And I, I mean, to tell you, he, he's going to be around in the 30 second pick. And he'd be, I, in my opinion, he'd be a great, great pick. I'm interested to see who the state response pick uh, as part of your people's draft, Jeff, 7 p.m., Twitter. YouTube at Jeff Reinbold at NFL Ireland on Sunday. You can watch that. The podcast should be up before the end of night if you want to listen to it. I would state for that sort of episode, the best thing is to watch it personally. Uh, but enjoy it, folks. And obviously, thank you and for myself and Jeff for your continued support. Uh, UK Steelers putting a little comment on Twitter. Hashtag here we go. Whenever you were talking there, Jeff, there's a heap of people watching this. It's actually mad. Folks, if you have any questions and you're watching on Twitter, fire them in the comments and I'll try and screenshot them before they do go off. If you're listening to the podcast, appreciate any reviews that you can give us as well. Thank you very, very much, folks. I uh, got a question from Frederick. And now, Jeff, I am never slagging your football team ever again on a live show. That's all I'm going to say. Um, will Dallas, <laughs> will the Dallas, I mean, well, look, the Dallas Cowboys, Let's just start off here. This is the team that going into every NFL draft that everyone talks about, everyone speculates more than any other team almost because what is Jerry going to do? Because the reality is, it doesn't matter who's in charge, who the head coach, who the GM or whatever, Jerry Jones makes every call from the color of the paint on the wall in the bathrooms to who they're picking in the draft. That guy is completely in charge. Fred's wondering... Will Dallas trade up with Green Bay to take Bijan Robinson? Could you imagine Robinson and Dallas? Good Lord. That would be mad, wouldn't it? Well, you take a kid, a Texas kid, to become the star in the star, that's a pretty good story, right? 
I don't know. I, to me, I, I don't think so, right? I think the Cowboys still have needs at other positions. Offensive line is, a, is still an area where they need more players in depth. I think, you know, defensive line, interior pass rusher would be a real, real welcome thing in Dallas. Another corner, uh, you know, in Dallas would be a, a, a positive. The good thing for the Cowboys is those are pretty deep positions. You know, they, they got to replace Dalton Schultz. So, Again, there's an awful lot to play through with this thing. You know, there's two there's two philosophies when you go into the draft, Michael. There's you're going to take the best player available with your pick or you're going to draft to need. And it's a combination of those two things, right? Once you get out of the first couple rounds, you really want to, in my opinion, take the best player available, right? Don't take a lot lesser player just because you need a right tackle, let's say, right? Because if that guy's not any better than what you got, you've wasted an opportunity to improve your football team. Now, if you don't have anybody, that's a different story, but that's all of the, the, it's important that the fans understand this one. What the organizations are doing right now is every day they're in that room and they're the personnel guys, the coaches, the head coach, the GM, the president, sometimes the owner, and they are going through mock drafts of their own, right? And they'll have guys in the room. You're the you're the Carolina Panthers. You're you know you're the Los Angeles Raiders. You're the Los Angeles Rams, and they come and they put together a mock draft so that let's say it is the Cowboys, so that when the pick comes to the Cowboys, they're practicing scenarios that may unfold on draft day so that if it does in fact happen that they're ready for it right so it's a fascinating time this is really an intense intense time this is where scouting departments personnel guys general managers this is where they make their name or this is where they lose their job these next seven days because it's all funneling down to that those hours on draft night and and, and in some cases minutes seconds that's oh, the second no, decision no, where it's no question go. because you get this is that that's why the why doing the scenarios and doing the mock drafts is so critical because you get into the later rounds you don't have a lot, a lot of time and you don't have a lot of time even in the first round because you're you know you're fielding calls right up to the time you put your card in right and so, you know, it all is so fluid and you better have a plan for what happens because, you know, where the Cowboys are sitting, they may say, okay, this guy should be available to us at this pick, right? But there's no guarantee. The only, the only team that's got a guarantee right now is Carolina. They got the first pick. They control the draft. Everything spins off of what Carolina does. Absolutely, mate. And just a reminder for anyone watching this uh, or listening to this podcast, we are live 11.50 for PFI Draft Day, the first ever PFI Draft Day, Jeff, ever. And apparently, Jeff Reinbold is joining us. I very much look forward to it. Uh, it's going to be a good night's crack. What I will say is we have got, Jeff, um, the plan will be for people, and this is important for people going to watch live on the night, the plan will be to... Uh, announce the picks as they were announced on NFL Network. So you're, if you avoid Twitter, 
Uh, you can watch us on YouTube. Just search Pro Football Ireland. Literally, the it, the link is available now. You can preload it on your TV, get a reminder, uh, and you will not miss anything. So we'll have a bit of crack. We'll break down each pick. We'll all fall out over certain picks, I'm sure, and have have an argument. It'll be great crack. A um, couple of comments here. Luke Walsh, I like drafting offensive linemen in the first. They tend to sign second contracts with the team that drafted them. Um, nice. Where's Keith, Luke? Hey, where's, whoa, 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 whoa. Where's Luke from? Yes. Luke is from Ireland, 100%. All right, Luke, I'm with you. Take the big guys, right? And again, if you can offensive linemen tend to play a little longer, right? They tend, you know, the off- great offensive lines need to stick together, right? It's very rare you just throw five guys together and they're a great offensive line. It takes time. So I'm with you. I think drafting big people is always, always important. Uh, big shout out as well thanks for that Jeff to Keith big Dolphins fan here from Ireland just commented um, evening I mean Keith's going to have a quiet night next Thursday but I'm sure he'll enjoy it evening call Miami take a tight end or offensive line in the second love Laporta in the second or Kraft in the third let's let's stick on Miami because I, I, don't, I don't know if you want to bring this up you probably don't so I'll not even suggest what it might be but um, Tua talked about considering retirement at, at a certain point and um, in an interview today, Tom Brady refused again to say if he would come back. Uh, he says he has friends in the Dolphins organization. Is there any... And this is, Jeff, this is for the TikTok trends. Okay, so here we go. You ready? Jeff, is there any possibility after refusing to comment again that we could see Tom Brady potentially play for the Miami Dolphins at some point this season? Would it be different if he said, I'm not going to play? Right? Would it quiet the speculation? I think it would at this point. For, for me, it would. Well, Maybe for you, but not, <laughs> you know, I mean, and by not saying it, what are we talking about? We're talking about Tom Brady. We're talking about TB12. We're talking about the GOAT. We're talking about all that stuff. You know, this is what, this is what's so interesting for me when I watch this thing, all this unfold, Right whether it's Aaron Rodgers with the dark room or any of the, you know, Tom Brady not saying he's definitely retired, you know, we hang on all of it. And what we do is we allow them to continue to build their brand, which is what players need to do. Right. I'm not, I'm not saying they're wrong. Right. But if he said he's not going to play again, does that keep him from not playing again? No. Right. Would, if, if, somebody gets a quarterback hurt do you think they won't at least explore the possibility of him playing again of course they will they have to that's their job and you know and until he says it unequivocally 32 times to every team in the league i am not playing any more football which is what basically gronk has done right but that still no guarantee that gronk won't play right that's the beauty of this whole thing right it's beautiful. It's almost as beautiful as the soothing bird noises in the background, Jeff, that must wake you up in the morning. Um, being in Hawaii, it's <laughs> it's a far cry from a tractor passing my house in the morning waking me up. Uh, right, let's let's end this broadcast with uh, a bold prediction for next week each. I will predict that by the end, I mean, this isn't even bold. By the end of the first night, Aaron Rodgers is still a member of the Green Bay Packers. 100%. I don't think anything's happening. I think I, mean, I think something will happen eventually. But, you know, I was sitting in a Starbucks 
um, over a month ago now in Dublin watching Pat McAfee uh, which was a great I mean half a million people Jeff watching this on YouTube and this whole big thing with Aaron Rodgers and he went on for a good half an hour and it was a fascinating interview and you know I walked out of that Starbucks thinking well this will be over today this will be done today and we are sitting over a month on a week out from the draft my bold prediction is Aaron Rodgers is still a Green Bay Packer by next Friday morning US Eastern Time 9 o'clock that's mine what's yours big man? my bold prediction is this that we will give the best draft coverage outside of NFL Network that anybody will do in Europe. Anybody will do in the UK, all right? So if you want the best draft coverage on the night of the draft, then you got to get with us. Now, beyond that, beyond that, I'm going to say that they're going to be three first-round quarterbacks and they're going to be three first-round offensive tackles. I think there'll be more than three quarterbacks. I think there'll be four. Maybe, could be, could be. There may be five, right? Because you know that you know that it's going to be Stroud. You know that it's going to be Young. You know, beyond that, it, will you take a, a damaged goods and Hooker? You know, Will Levis. There's a, there's a lot of really great tape, and then there's some tape that's not real good. Robinson is the one that fascinates me. I mean, if all five go, right, if all five go, because, and I understand what you're saying, because there's some quarterback needy teams, but in my opinion, there's three first-rounders, and then I think there's at least three first-round offensive backs. I love it, Jeff. Um, People's Draft, Sunday night at 7 p.m. There are no plans to do anything else outside of that, but there are... At least, I would say, 15 or 16 podcasts between the Jeff Ryan Bull Show and the Pro Football Ireland College team that you can listen to in the lead-up to the draft. Thursday night, 11.50, Jeffrey, that this is all going to start. There are a couple of guests. First off, we go live at around around 1 a.m. Yeah, around that time. And Jeff's going to send us some coffee. And it should be a bit of crack. Jeff, um... Big thanks to Elon Musk for um, giving this over 14,500 viewers. <laughs> I don't know what's going on, Elon. I know your rocket didn't work tonight. And for people listening to the podcast, Twitter is a way mental. Imagine it's like this every week, yeah? Should be good. Hey, thanks to everybody that listens every week. And, and again, this is going to be the most fun week we have until they kick the ball off. Yes, sir. Jeff, see you next week, mate. And folks, thanks so much for watching. Pro Football Ireland, Jeff Ryan Bull Show at NFL Ireland at Jeff underscore Ryan Bull. Keep her lit. Slong a foil. Ewan. <laughs>